Hello and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale, and this is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or re-watching once a week. Lately, it's mostly just what I've been watching because I've pivoted to reality TV specifically because of the writer's strike, or the SAG after writer's strike, all of that. So, not a lot of re-watching. Not that you can't re-watch reality TV, I just, I tend not to. But anyways, um, if this is the first episode you're listening to, you stumble upon this, check out my other episodes, follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review, all of that good stuff. Before I get started, I want to address the fact that I missed a week because that was not on purpose. I've just had a rough couple weeks. Last week specifically was a nightmare, and then this week my cat's been sick. Um, so I just, I, last Thursday rolled around and I'd been dealing with a bunch of shit and I was like, I, I don't, I don't have the energy to record a podcast or edit a podcast. So I just took the week off now that it really matters. And this episode's probably coming out a little bit later on Friday than normal because I'm recording this really late at like, it's like one thirty. And I don't really want to stay up until like 5am editing this. So once I've recorded it, I'll probably go to sleep and then edit it tomorrow before work. Um, So this will be out tomorrow afternoon, early afternoon, instead of noon Pacific like I normally release them. But it will be out Friday. I'm determined to get it out tomorrow. Sorry about missing a week, if you care at all. Um, Thank you. I love this podcast but I will honestly admit that I've had a hard time creatively with the pivot to reality tv because I feel like I not that I don't have things to say but I feel like I have so much to say about like scripted television because of like the narrative structure and characters and world building and I feel like I have plenty to say about reality tv but it it feels different and it's been kind of hard um, watching shows and consuming television but not talking about it in the way that I had been. It has been hard on me creatively, um, but I am standing in solidarity with this, the workers striking and I won't be covering content that is from any struck companies, any struck work. I've been watching a lot of old shows, but from my understanding, that also is not something you can talk about. So, I don't know. When the strike is over, I'm going to have a wealth of, like, old television to, like, talk about, which is going to be excited, like, television that I haven't been talking about, like, in solidarity. Um, So, that's going to be really fun. Um, and I'm excited for that. Obviously, my cre- the, my tiny podcast is like the least of like SAG AFTRA and WGAs. <laughs> like, like the, it's the least important thing. It's not even on the list of things that matter in this cause of the strike, which I support support wholeheartedly. But it has been hard. It has been hard. Um, just to figure out what this podcast is, is going to look like. Um, to have as much to say because I'm talking about the same shows every week. Where before there was like ver- more variety for me. Now I feel like I'm talking about just reality TV. It feels very one note and very like strange. But I'm doing my best. Um, thanks for following along. Um, and it, you can always go back and listen to old episodes I've done deep dives or just me you know shooting the shit or rambling about scripted tv if that's more your style I have like a bunch of episodes that you can go back and listen to and I will eventually get back to it I have a lot to say about a lot of shows I've been watching I am just trying to be as respectful as I can so that's what I'm doing but anyways This episode is going to be like a disaster. I don't have a ton of like notes of like 
scene by scene, point by point of the reality shows I've been watching, just my general thoughts. Um, the main reason is because since I missed a week of The Bachelorette, I didn't want to like do a like episode, like a not not recap, but I kind of did more structured notes like the last episode that I did and it felt weird like skipping a week and then doing that so I'm just going to talk about my thoughts on the last couple episodes of The Bachelorette, Claim to Fame, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Big Brother season 25 because that came back and I have a lot to say about that. But starting with The Bachelorette, the episode I missed which was the episode right before Hometowns honestly wasn't that big of a like I, I don't feel like I missed much by not having to talk about it. Um, it was a very uneventful week. I will say, like, it just, it felt so pointless. I don't know if that's the, not, I mean, it's hard because the season's already short and yet there feels like, it feels like there's so much filler. I feel like they just didn't have as much drama that they could manufacture they didn't want to fuck with charity or like it feels very evident to me that the production team has changed somewhat like it feels different to me I don't know if that's a common thing I know there are mixed opinions on if it feels different or not but I don't know I feel like they're they're fucking with charity less and I mean that not in a ne- like in a not in a negative way I don't think they should be fucking with the leads but it just, it feels very different. The way they're producing charity and the show feels very different. And I feel like that's part of the reason they don't, there's so much filler. But the week I missed, I don't know what episode it was, maybe five. I think it was episode five. Yeah, yeah, it was episode five. It was fine. I didn't have many thoughts. They, the one main thing that I took away from it was, like, the two-on-one with, like, who was on the two-on-one? They both went home, so I literally can't remember. Oh, Tanner. (laughs) And then, I I don't remember his name. The guy who had the cashmere scarf, Sean. Sean. Um, Sean and Tanner going on the two-on-one. It's, like, it was so frustrating to me because it's, like, you could tell... That they wanted this to be with Brayden, but Brayden like didn't want to be there anymore, so he wasn't there for this week. Like I just, I think they should have just scrapped the idea of a two all two on one altogether. It's not like every single season has to have a two on one. Two on ones only work like structurally when there's like beef, or if you like genuinely know that one of them is going to get the rose or not. Like none, none, spoiler, none of them got the rose. It was so pointless. It was like so unnecessary. And it would have been at least interesting if it was Sean and Brayden because then it could have been like the battle of the scarves, you know? He could have, Sean could have said something funny about like how Brayden's scarf isn't cashmere to like his face and they could have fought. It would have been a lot more interesting. And I feel like it was definitely like Tanner was like the backup, but they should have just scrapped the two-on-one altogether given out more one-on-ones. Like something it was so pointless it was so pointless um and just annoying to me to be frank it was annoying I don't I don't know because I don't love when the contestants or the lead or whatever is like being fucked with to the point of like bachelor in paradise like the last few seasons or the way like Rachel like there I have so many examples of recent seasons of them like just fucking with the leads or the contestants in a way that isn't enjoyable to watch but I think the pendulum has swung so far the other way where there's like no drama and and I don't know maybe it's something to be said about charity but even like Zach Zach's season was like a little bit more interesting because of the whole Christina Mandrell thing. And Zach didn't really want drama either. He was like, did you guys sort this out for yourselves? But it was just like, I don't know, maybe it's something about the men versus the women in terms of like leads, Um, not leads, like the contestants. So like maybe the women just bring a little bit more drama than the men do or something because I don't know. It's been so, 
even Brayden's like villain arc was him just being like, I don't know her. I'm not going to get down on one knee. I don't know her. Like it was, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It was like, it's just not been that interesting. And they shouldn't have had the two on one if there wasn't going to be drama. Um, yeah, they should, they should have scrapped the two on one, but it was a very uneventful week besides that. And then this week was hometowns, which super fast, literally episode six and we're on hometowns, which is like bonkers. Um, and I don't know. Hometowns was like a good standard hometown. I will say I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Joey's family to be the one to cause like drama if you can call it that and and it was an interesting attack like it was an interesting approach to the like reservations that a lot of families have because that's something that always happens in hometowns is them being like I don't really know about this process I don't want him to get his heart broken um like they oh they like a lot of people say things like that or like sometimes there'll be occasions where like if it specifically this happens I feel like more often with The Bachelor where like a brother or like somebody will be like very protective and be like if you break her heart like I don't trust you I know on Sean Lowe's season Desiree's brother was like really mean to Sean or whatever but I don't know I don't think that I can like think in recent memory a family member being like I don't really know if you're yourself right now which was an interesting perspective for Joey's uncle to come to the table with I have to say that uncle stole the show good for him like congratulations to to Joey's uncle Joe <laughs> for stealing the show because I, I I don't remember any of Joey's other siblings or Joey's siblings, Joey's parents. I was excited to maybe get to know Joey's dad, who's gay, because that was something they brought up. And then I feel like he just got he just got cast to the side. You know, I, I we barely saw his dad. It was interesting but strange. It was very. I have to say though, I've gotten to the point in the season where I feel like I can predict what's going to happen next. And I like that. Now, I'm a little scared because I am, like, very solidly, firmly team Dodden. Like, I I know I said a few podcast episodes ago when I was, first, like, at the beginning of the season that I was like, I don't really know if I see her with anybody. Like, if I really am invested in any relationship so far. And here we are episode six and I am so invested in her relationship with Dodden I think I'll actually like cry if she ends up with somebody else like that's how invested I am in their relationship and I haven't felt that way about a bachelor couple in like a really long time because I I just I I don't trust it like it doesn't I'm like like I don't know but when they're on screen like it just feels like he sees her and she see like they just they make sense together. It feels like it's real love. Like I have to say, I feel like The Bachelor, at least lately, and honestly always, like it's never been at least solely about love. Like it's a reality show. It's for entertainment. But I feel like there was a point in its history where I feel like The Bachelor really wanted like as many success stories as they could and then it felt like they took a turn and they were like hey we don't have the best track record let's just like be mean to people let's fuck people up the drama is what people are watching it for and and I think there's plenty of people that watch for the drama I mean I just said that I wish there was a little bit more drama in this season but I think I haven't felt like invested in a in a couple in a while because I just don't think that they've been doing a good job like narratively editing love stories together and like they're I'm finally buying what they're selling like I am invested in Don and Charity's relationship that I'm like 
I'll be so sad if they don't end up together. Like, genuinely so sad. And again, I don't know these people. It's an edited TV show. So, like, maybe who if she doesn't end up with Dodd, maybe, like, I, I wish her the best. But I am so invested. Dodd's, like, grandmother saying that they are blessed from heaven or something. I literally, like, teared up. I'm tearing up now thinking about it. Because... I'm just really invested. I love Dodden. I love Charity. I love who Charity is with Dodden. And I love who Dodden is with Charity. Like, I just... They make me happy. I enjoy watching them together. And I am enjoying watching their love story play out. And I really hope that if they end up together, that they're a Bachelor Nation success story. Because that would make me so happy. But again... At the end of the day, it's a television show. And regardless of of who she ends up with, if they last or whatever, I wish her and Dodden and Joey all the best. And Xavier, I really like Xavier. Um, Aaron, I could take him or leave him. I I was ready to have him leave. I don't know. I just, the way Dodden talks about charity, it feels like he likes charity, not like he's on the show trying to win. And, like, who am I to knock somebody who's trying to win a TV show? Like, I'm I'm not. But I do like, as a viewer, to not feel like the entire thing is fake. Like, obviously, it's manufactured and, like, it's produced. And, like, it's not 100% authentic. Like, it's not, like, a documentary. But it's also... I don't like to feel like... And that's why I liked Brayden... I don't like to feel like they're like acting. I'd like I don't like especially because a lot of them aren't that good actors. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, I I feel like she is I don't know, like I'm not buying it. Like it doesn't like they just seem crazy to me." So, I like when it feels real. And I felt like even when Aaron got sent home, I feel like he what I cuz Aaron went home after his hometown Aaron I feel like what he was saying like as he was leaving was not like it just felt like he was saying what he thought he had to say that he was like I was ready to get down on one knee to me that doesn't say what you feel about charity like does that make sense I like I feel like if you get broken up with and it was somebody you saw forever with, like you, you would say something like, I, she's like the most incredible person ever. I've never felt this way about anybody. I, like, I don't know, something more about their relationship. I feel like he was solely focused on like, I'm ready to get engaged. It's like, are you ready to get engaged to charity? Or are you just like ready to get engaged for like the, the TV show? Like it didn't feel real and again I'm not saying that you have to be like your like genuine no cameras are on self when you're on tv I think naturally you change a little bit if you're being recorded obviously it's like cut together and edited so that's a whole separate conversation but I don't like as a viewer to watch it and like feel like I'm fine with a lot of it not being real like I know that it's like a produced tv show where it's like oh chair like they're like oh charity picked me for this one-on-one I'm like no she didn't like that stuff's fine to me but I think when it becomes uncomfortable to watch is when it feels like they're faking their feelings and that's why it bothers me when they're talking about like oh I'm ready to get married to her because it's like no you're not (laughs) no you're not if you are then then like that is where the lines blur for me and I don't like the game aspects because it is like a game and I like recognize that but I don't like the idea of people playing a game with like real human emotions and it's also hard though because as a lead like that is part of the like job is to somewhat lead people on so I don't really know it's different for me with with the contestants because it's like you don't you don't have to be like you know what i mean maybe maybe i'm i'm biased but it's like i also think in general the leads tend to be more careful with like what they say 
like you don't see the leads being like i'm ready to marry you (laughs) to the contestants because the contestants because the lead can't say that to everybody um and they can't say to one person because that gives it away so the leads tend to be more just receptive to the affection in a way that doesn't feel as ingenuine as somebody being like i'm ready to marry you when from a viewer perspective it's like are you anyways i just went on a tangent i have no idea what i was talking about um aaron's hometown was boring i already talked about him going home xavier's family was so sweet i like it was all very sweet i like i i don't know it was a good hometowns episode i i really like the final three i normally don't like the final three especially when it's like on the bachelorette i tend to not love the final three but that's just because i don't tend to like love any of the contestants that much on the bachelorette and this is like a solid final three like Dodden obviously love him i've waxed poetic about how much i love Dodden and how much i want him to end up with charity xavier is very sweet i i like i i enjoy watching him on my tv i don't think he and charity i think it's between joey and Dodden, but i think it's Dodden. like i'm just having a hard time because i'm worried they're throwing me off but like the thing is I don't know. It's hard because it's like I understand from an editor, like, TV production standpoint, you have to, like, edit, like, the runner-up or the losers well so you can position, like, a a future bachelor. But I have to say, if they're, like... If Dodden is not the person who she ends up with, the, the story that they're telling me doesn't make sense. Like, I don't see it um it'll be sad to me but i think joey is getting a bachelor edit like the thing is like i understand them having to edit like the loser the runner-up or whatever well to give them but it, it feels like joey's getting a bachelor edit where Dodden, it feels like he's getting a like their end game for the lack of a better term edit like if Dodden is not the one then it feels like they're editing it not well so hopefully I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have nothing else to say about The Bachelor. At um, again, I'm I'm Team Dodden. I hope they work out. My prediction is that Xavier's gonna go home during hometowns or not hometowns during fantasy suites. Like he's going home, Xavier. Because there's a big, like, thing they've shown in the previews of, like, her seeming to break down. Charity breaks down and sends somebody home. And it seems like it's, like, it looks like it's Xavier. That's my guess. So, I think Xavier goes home. Uh, I think it's between Joey and Dodden. And I think she ends up with Dodden. I know that in the preview, somebody is coming back. I think that's, like, a, a, a minor thing and again you know what i have to say i was talking earlier about how there's not enough drama i do enjoy that but i think it's going to be kind of like a pointless drama where somebody comes back and then it's nothing i would be interested if like say xavier has the second the first or second one-on-one right and or not one fantasy suites whatever the and then i lost my train of thought so say Xavier has like the second fantasy suite and he gets sent home. I would find it interesting if before the next one-on-one somebody came back, whether it be Aaron or it's probably Aaron, um, and then that person got a fantasy suite. Like that would be really interesting to me narratively. I don't think it's going to do anything and like that person's going to be the winner now or anything by any means. But because again, I think Dotton has it in the bag. But... That would be a little bit more interesting than just like a tiny confrontation where somebody comes back and, you know, especially because it's like they're going to fly them all the way to Fiji for like nothing. Um, So hopefully there's a little bit more, you know, spice there. I'm excited for that. I also do just want to say in in terms of Bachelor Nation news, former Bachelorette Gabby Wendy, who is like one of my favorite Bachelorettes ever. I love Gabby Wendy. Um, she announced that she's in a relationship with a woman and I'm so happy for her because I love her and I love gay people. (laughs) Um, yeah, very, I'm like genuinely so happy for her. 
I'm always rooting for Gabby's success and happiness. And I'm happy that she's dating a woman. Not that, like, I'd be happy regardless. Like, I'm just happy for her. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Claim to Fame. Um, this is going to be, like, all over the place. Again, not structured. Um, last week's episode, episode five, I believe, um, Cole went home. He was related to Alicia Keys, which they did guess. They they did pick up. They they, they narrowed it down to Alicia Keys, and they were, like, sure that it was Alicia Keys. So they did a good job there. <laughs> they, they knew he was related to Alicia Keys. Um, and then this week, I... I was, like, literally heartbroken. Like, not even kidding. Um, I was not... I was so sad about this week's episode. Um, I have to say, sometimes I... They get clues in Claim to Fame about people's celebrity relatives. And sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what any of this means. But then, like, there are other times where I figure it out like, super easily. Like, I don't know. I would be... And it's, like... The funny thing is, it's not even if I, like, know the reference. Because I know who Hugo's celebrity relative is. Like, I've known since the beginning because I was like, oh, he's really Drew President as a joke. And then my sister was like, no, I mean, he's actually really Drew President. So I was spoiled on him. But I, when Chris got his clue, I was like, I don't know what any of this means. Like, I I don't know what any of this means. Um, And then, like, Monet's clue that Gabriel got, because he's got, like, a million clues. He really, he made a comeback, because I think he was in the bottom two at the beginning of the season, and now he's, like, winning left and right. Like, he's killing it. And nobody, I I mean, from the edit, I don't really know, um, because, you know, I only know what, what they show us. It's not like Big Brother where their live feeds. Um, so I don't know if, like, I don't know if people do know, because... I feel like they don't always show people in confessionals saying they think they know who somebody's related to unless that person's, like, going to be on the chopping block or, like, they're turning against them or something like that. Like, they don't just bring up, oh, I think I know who Hugo's related to. Because a few episodes went by and it didn't seem like anybody knew knew Hugo's related to a president. And now they're, like... Um, we know Hugo's related to a president. So it's, like, kind of silly, you know what I mean? Like, not silly, but, like, it's hard for me to know what they actually know because they don't always tell us what they know unless the person is gonna, like, is a person of interest for the episode for that reason, for some reason. So I don't know if they have any clue, but from what it seems... They don't really know who Gabriel's related to. Like, I think they still think he's related to an athlete, and he does not appear to be, which is interesting. Um, but he's doing a good job. But, yeah, I I know who, who he was related to, and I couldn't figure it out. When they were, like, the... Um, there's, like, a, a, a an emoji of, like, a crazy face or whatever. When they figured out that that meant nuts, and they put together that it was Jimmy Carter because it was, like commander-in-chief who loves nuts i was like i was like that's crazy or who farmed nuts or something i was like that's so crazy i would have never put that together um like i just wouldn't have i wouldn't have figured it out but monet's clue which gabriel got which is how i went on this tangent was snl which i figured that out because it was like saturday on a calendar or something and then it was like nighttime and then it was live i figured that one out and curb it was like a car on a curb. Your, it was like pointing to you. And then enthusiasm, it was like a happy face. So I, I actually figured that out. Now, I don't know who's been on SNL and Curb Your Enthusiasm because I'm not an SNL expert and I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. So I still have no idea who Mona is related to. Um, I know it's not Steve Harvey, but I didn't think it was Steve Harvey. Somebody brought that up like a few episodes ago. I think it was Carson because there was a clue with a hat or something. And they're like, oh, and Carson was like, Steve Harvey wears fedoras. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Not that I know of. So anyways, I need to figure out. See, I don't know. I'm having a hard time because I want to just Google like the cast of Curb Your Enthusiasm and figure out who Monet could be related to. But I also like to play along to the best of my extent without knowing who they're related to. 
I've been spoiled a few times, but it's just like, I don't want to accidentally, like I, at the beginning had like an inkling that Chris was related to John Mayer. So I, I, I looked it up and, um, and I didn't look up like who's Chris related to, but I looked, I went on Twitter and I searched Chris claimed fame, John Mayer. And somebody was like, I know who he's related to, not John Mayer. And I was like, damn it. Um, and like they said who it was. So it, it, it spoiled it for me. So anyways, I don't even remember what I was talking about, but yeah, I figured out Monet's clue and then, um, JR's clue, which I think Gabriel also got this episode if I'm, if I'm correct. If not, I don't remember who got it, but Gabriel's been getting a lot of clues. I, it was like Old Town Road was mentioned and I was like, oh my God, it's Little Nas X, which makes so much sense because maybe last episode a couple episodes ago they were talking about jr and they don't think he's related to an athlete they think he's related to some kind of like musical performer and then they were like he said that his celebrity relative like blew up really quickly and so all the pieces came together and i'm like that's definitely little nas x after the country road and honestly he kind of looks like him like, I, I see the resemblance now. So, I'm, I mean, I hope so. I love Little Nas X. I think that would be really cool. But, I mean, I don't want him to leave. I like him. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Because my number one, the person I was rooting for was Olivia. And spoiler, spoiler, Olivia went home. I was devastated. I was devastated. Um... They should have picked somebody else to be the guesser. Like, leave Olivia out of this. I was so sad. And nobody knew who Olivia was related to, so they would have gone far. I I do want to say that I, I, I accidentally misgendered Olivia in my um, the last episode I made talking about this because I think they refer to them as she... But then I read an article and they were like, Olivia, who uses they, them pronouns. So I don't want to like misgender Olivia. Um, but I don't really know. Okay. Their Instagram says they, she. So hopefully that I wasn't technically misgendering, which is because I love Olivia. I never want to be disrespectful in that capacity um, to anybody. But I really love Olivia and I was devastated. My sister warned me because I work... Monday nights and so she watches it like that and she watches claim to fame in the bachelorette like live and although she doesn't typically spoil she was like Olivia goes home so I was very sad about that it was a big loss for me and I don't know who I'm rooting for now I was really rooting for Olivia I like Hugo um I think it would be iconic for like this, the grandson of a president to win like I just think that's so funny like imagine you are like the grandson of like a former president and you go on reality tv like it's just so funny they should have one of the Obama like they should have the Obamas on next I think it's like people would know who Malia and Sasha were but like because Hugo's like a grandson I feel like people don't know as much you know um I thought it was funny. They were trying to figure out if he was related to Trump. That was really funny. Um, In this episode, there was like a lie detector test. And I'm pretty sure they changed it from season one. Because from my recollection, season one, it was like whoever passed, like whoever lied the least. They did like a, like however many times you lied that counted against you. And then Whoever was the most honest or best able to like necessarily like trick the machine or whatever, that person won, like the most honest person. This time it was like you had to guess if people were lying, and then the best guesser won, and the worst guessers lost, which I thought was interesting. Um, because I think that's definitely a harder game to play um than just being as honest as you can. Or, like, lying. I think, I can't remember, but I think Elsie, who won last season, who I loved. I was rooting for Elsie the whole time. Um, I think they, I think she lied. Like, a, like I don't know. Like, people had different strategies of, like, they were just going to tell the truth so they could win. And it didn't matter, like, if they revealed something. 
or they were going to like lie the whole time and it didn't matter. Like I, I, people have different approaches and I do think this is interesting. I think it's definitely a harder game to play and I do, because there it's less about like you can control if you lie, you can go into it being like, okay, I lied this many times or I'm not going to lie. We're guessing people who are wrong. Like guessing if people are lying, it seems much harder. I really, I wanted Olivia to win. And so I don't know who I'm rooting for now. I really don't. Um, Chris, I don't want Chris to win, but I think Chris is playing, not for any reason. I have nothing against Chris. I just, I, I don't know. I blame him for Olivia's illumination. So, um, I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't Olivia's fault or it wasn't Chris's fault entirely, but Chris should have been the guesser. But I think it's interesting how Chris, like people keep going. Like, I don't know if this happened last season where it's like people (laughs) had so many guesses for one person and they're wrong every time. Like, I don't feel like they're close at all. Like, they're like, oh, Jim Carrey, blah, blah. Like, they have no idea who he's related to, which is very interesting. Like, I think in that regard, he's doing a good job, which is also interesting because they have his clue. He looks like his celebrity relative. He, they know he's a musician, but I, I think honestly, maybe people just don't know a lot about like, I would not be able to guess. I wouldn't. I'd be like, I, I don't I don't know anybody from like who was big in the seventies. Like I have no idea. But I don't know. I like Monet. I have no idea who she's related to. I'd be happy if she won. Um I'm I'm excited to see it play out. I also think Gabriel's playing a good game. Um because he's winning a lot of competitions and I don't think a lot of them are on to him. Now I think Olivia could have slayed because I feel like Olivia was a good strategic player plus Nobody knew knew who she was related to. Like, nobody knew. So, gone but never forgotten. (laughs) Um, I I, I love Olivia. I'm I'm sad. I'm sad about that. But, you know, it's fine. Okay, the final show I'm going to talk about is Big Brother Season 25. The first episode, the premiere, was on Wednesday. And there was not an episode on Thursday, which is a bummer. But, you know what? It's fine. There's one on Sunday. Um... I didn't take notes while I was watching it, so this is just me going off of, like, my mind. Um, Just off the top of my head. It's season 25, which I I think is interesting. Um, I'm really glad that... I don't know, I'm happy Big Brother's back. I feel like when Big Brother's back, it feels like the summer has started. Um, Which is, obviously, the summer's been going on for a while now. You know what's funny? Because, like, school's coming up in, like, less than a month for people who go back to school. I've seen so many people being, like, the end of the summer. I'm, like, the summer isn't over. (laughs) Big Brother just started. Like, hello, summer just... Summer just begun. I mean, it didn't... Summer's been going on, but... Anyways, um... I don't know how I feel about the whole multiverse theme that's going on i thought the like skit or whatever it was called of like the old house guests coming in and like breaking in and they have some weird machine and then they like it was so unnecessary like it was like i don't know three minutes of like unnecessary time except for like old contestants to get like some more screen time which like happy for them love to see daniel reyes but um and and also Brittany haynes i thought she was very funny um, Frankie Grande, what are you doing there? You know, <laughs> but it like, it was just unnecessary. It was weird. I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like it. Like every big brother house has had like themes and they don't like, like there was a, how there was like temptations was a theme or something. They didn't have old house kids, old house kids come in and like reenact like Adam and Eve eating an apple like you you can explain the theme without the silly goofy skit thing it was unnecessary it was unnecessary um I don't know who I'm rooting for yet because I've only seen the premiere and I haven't been keeping up with like live feeds or stuff like that but um the at the end of the episode after like they've done the competition which ended up being it was like it it changed up because of like the multiverse or whatever um it was 
like for whoever lost was nominated. So there are four nominees. I find that interesting. I wonder if they're going to narrow it down or if everybody, all four people are going to be nominated. Like, are they going to narrow it down to two people? Who knows what that's like um, going forward. Like, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how that four nominee thing works. Um, I think it was, I think it's interesting that there's not an H, like the, there are nominees before an HOH. I don't know. The competitions themselves were very like standard. I, I enjoyed them. Um, I always love a good big brother competition. Although I have to say, I don't love the competitions on like live shows because I love the cutting to the, to the diary room segments. So when they're just like doing stuff and I can't hear people's commentary, I don't like it. I'm like, um, hello. But obviously it's premiere. It's the longest season. They're going to be there for 100 days, which is crazy. Literally crazy. I was thinking when Julie was talking about the like 100 days isolated from friends and family in the outside world. I was like, I'd go crazy. I was like, I'm not. I I could never I could never go on Big Brother. I mean there are there are contestants who've talked about like when they come out of the house, like genuinely having like physical reactions to like light or like feeling like people are watching you or like things like that. Where I'm already paranoid and anxious enough, like it would it would fuck me up. Like I don't need to do that. Like I don't. It would not it would not be good for my mental health. Um, don't worry, I'm ne- I'm never going on the show. But I would genuinely like go crazy go crazy but I, I wish them the best of luck and the episode ended with Sari from Survivor joining the house now Sari's son was already on the cast his name's Jared and I was like rooting for him because I love Sari I saw her on the traders um and I loved her on the traders I'd never I've, I've never seen a season of Survivor maybe that's something I can I, I can start watching um and talking about it on this podcast for like a little change of pace. Maybe I'll go revisit old seasons of Survivor, or maybe even old seasons of Big Brother. I don't have I don't have Peacock anymore, but I really loved Suri on The Traders. I'd never seen her on anything else, but I loved her on that show. I was very happy when she won. So when Jared's when when her son was announced to be on the cast, I was excited because I was like, I love her, you know. Um, and then, like, the competition ends and they all go inside. And she's just there pouring champagne. And then Julie's like, Cerise, the 17th house guest. And it's like, I wish that they would have cut the weird skit thing and shown more of, like, the house guest's reaction or made Cerise joining a bit of a bigger conversation. I don't really, I don't really know. I, I didn't love it. I didn't love it. But the skit thing, not to being there, I'm excited and I want her to win. I tend to not like it when like, I don't know, veterans or like well-known people come in and it's like the whole season's about them. Like the whole Paul debacle of season, I think it was 19. No, I don't know. Was it 19? I don't know. When Paul came back for the, like, and and Paul was the only person, um, the only, like, returning player. Like, I just didn't like that. Um, but I love Cerise, so I don't really care. I also think it's different because Cerise never played Big Brother. Like, I, I think, to me, it just feels different. Paul had just played and, like, got in second place, and then they brought them back like it was weird it's very strange to me um no hate to paul but i don't really know that's all i have to say about big brother i don't know i don't know who i'm rooting for besides three um i feel like a lot of the times in the first episode there's like they sit around and they talk more i don't feel like i got to know any of them besides their intro packages and i like i don't i I don't know who i like because i feel like the intro packages are always the same like generic thing where like some like sporty guys like I is like I'm actually really smart and I'm a nerd or I'm a lawyer and then there's like a really pretty girl who's like everybody thinks I'm just like this airhead but like I'm really goofy and funny and like 
quirky. You know, like there's always like the same archetypes they fall into when they're doing those intro packages. And then as the season progresses, you get to know them beyond that like one dimensional introduction of themselves. So I don't know who I'm rooting for so far. I really liked Blue off of the first episode, but I don't know if that's just because I think she's really pretty. Like, I don't know if that that's just influencing me, but... I don't, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I hope Jared stays safe because Jared is up for a nomination. Um, but he's up against three other people, so, you know, it might happen. I do like that they have a deaf contestant on the show. Um, I, I appreciate that. I feel like there's not enough disability representation on Big Brother. I think Big Brother's I feel like, is a very inaccessible game. For a lot of reasons. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I wish I wish him the best. I hope that he manages it fine. Um, but yeah, no, Big Brother seems like a very inaccessible game to play if you're disabled. Um, I mean, I think about Ian Terry, who he won. So, like, obviously he he did a great job but he's talked a lot about how hard it was inside the house um and i i just think i mean i don't know big i again i could never do big brother um largely because i know i jokingly said i would go crazy but genuinely as somebody who like struggles with like mental health issues it wouldn't it wouldn't be like a a great place for me to be um like, I think it would literally be, like, a recipe for a nervous breakdown. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to, like, play it for a little bit. But I would, I would get myself sent home early. I, I couldn't, I could never be on Big Brother. Not that I want to be. I really don't. But I, anyways, I don't know anything about him. So I, I don't know if he's, like, I'll see if I like him. If, like, I like his play style. Like if I end up liking him, but I do generally generally like represent like the representation, and I do like that generally the show is getting more diverse. They have the first Sikh player, um, like there's just I feel like they're they're making improvement. And I mean, you even saw like as soon as they started doing like they I think CBS like agreed to like fifty percent or something people of color per season. Like as soon as like that happened, like. If finally even the playing field and like black contestants like started like winning, um, which was great, and so I'm happy to see more representation, whether that be disability or like other forms. Um, although I don't know, I don't know who I'm rooting for. I don't know who I'm rooting for yet. Um, but those are generally my thoughts on Big Brother. I will have a lot to say about Big Brother every week because there's there are multiple episodes, so. I'm excited for that because The Bachelorette, at least, is, like, coming to an end somewhat soon. I don't know how many episodes there are this season, but there can't be that many because next week is Fantasy Suites, and maybe the week after that would be, like, um, The Men Tell All, but then it's, like, the finale, probably. It's, like, a very long finale. I don't really know. Like, it doesn't seem like there is that much drama for there to be that long of a finale. So The Bachelorette's coming to an end, and then Claim to Fame, I think, has 10 episodes. So thank God for Big Brother, because I'm running out of TV shows to talk about. But I'm sure there's always other reality TVs to talk about. And I don't know when Love is Blind comes back, maybe sometime in September. Um, but there's there's plenty for me to talk about. And I can always go back and rewatch shows, um, reality shows specifically. But that's all I have to say for now um about all those shows that i've been watching thanks so much for listening um thanks for bearing with me with any delays missed weeks going through a lot right now in my personal life um but i'm managing and i'm doing my best and i appreciate anybody who listens to the emmy awards because i do care about it i'm not always the best and always the most consistent but it means a lot to me so thanks so much for listening and make sure to follow me wherever you listen to podcasts rate and review all that good stuff and share this with a friend if you're if you'd like all my social media is linked below if you would like to follow me um 
Thank you again. And you will hear from me, hopefully, probably next week. Bye, guys.